CFC Housing Harvest Ministries. I want to share a word with you, all you harvesters out there. Uh, we're going through a time of of challenges that we don't even understand, but I want to understand that we have a God who's on our side. And I want you to understand that the God that we serve is the God beyond the temple. And this is what we're going to share right now. Our God is beyond the temple. Um, I'm going to speak to you from today until we get to our Sunday service. And I'm expecting you all harvesters to be online and keep on listening to the word of God because we're praying a God who's beyond the temple. It's not that we're not meeting a church that we don't become who we are. We remain who we are even in our homes. We still are loyal to our ministry and everything that we do. So I will still speak the word to you um, um, over a period of time, as long as we're in this isolation time. I believe that the 21 days that the president has given us is actually a time of prayer where each and every one of us, every harvester, and all of you that are watching us online, all you people who love God, you raise up a flag and stand and begin to pray like we've never done before. Because as I'm going to share this word, it's a prophetic word that will show you that it's us who all normally open doors for um, things like this to happen in our lives. If we're uh, people that we're really praying, God surely would rise up even stronger for us and defeat everything that is trying to defeat His kingdom. So we have a role to play in this season and this time as Christians. And that's why I want to share this word with you. Let us just pray. Heavenly Father, I bow down before you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that as I speak your word to your people, I pray that, Father, your people hear your word. I pray that, Father, it is clear what I say to them, my Father. I declare and I know that your word is good seed, my Father. And every heart that is listening right now is good soil. I thank you for this time and this moment. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay. Um, I want us to look at a scripture in Exodus chapter 20, uh, in verse 8. Um, the Bible says, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord, your God. And on it you shall not do any work. On it you shall not do any work. Neither you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your maidservants, or maidservants, nor your animals, nor the Eden within your gates. For in the sixth day the Lord made the heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. It's, it's, it's easy for us to read the scripture all the time and not understand what God is saying to us. Keep the Sabbath holy. The question I want to ask you today is, uh, how do you approach your Sabbath day? And, and whichever way you are, way, whatever you believe, whether it's Saturday or it's Sunday or it's Sunday and Saturday, the question I'm asking is, how do you treat your Sabbath day, that day that you say is holy to the Lord? How do you approach it? How do you work your life in it? How do you look at it? What does it mean to you? What does, what does it make you do? What is your attitude towards the holy day? And I want to tell you that 
in many Christian societies all over the world, we've neglected that command that God has given us about approaching Sunday in a special way. All of us approaching Sunday knowing what it is all about. What a wonderful church it would be when people know and come to church knowing what they're coming for on a Sunday. A holy day that God has given us to praise Him and glorify Him. We will all gather together and call His name and praise Him for the things He's done for us. We will all gather together knowing His word and what He's assigned us to do because we believe in Him. So if we go on a Sunday service with a religious mind, it don't affect us and do much for us. But if we go approaching a Sunday understanding what this word is saying, a command that God gave us, that we should understand that Sunday is a holy day. For God, it's a, it's a, it's a holy day. It's a day for praise and, and glorifying God for all the things it does for us. So we've neglected this day. We've, we, the Christian society has just become religious about Sunday. We just go to church on Sunday because it's a Sunday. Or whether you go on a Saturday, whichever day you choose to be holy for you. But the point is, as Christians all over the world, how will we approach God on Sunday? What will we say to Him? Who is He in our lives? And I tell you that we've zoomed down and lowered our standards of prayer. Because remember the Bible says to us that um, our weapons are not carnal. So we, we don't go do things in a carnal way. We don't think in a carnal way. We don't, we're not carnal minded. We were spiritually minded. So if we stay in the spiritual realm, that's just where God wants us to be. That's just where God wants us to operate as Christians every day in our life, approaching every Sunday with a spiritual power, a spiritual anointing that makes things happen and turn things around. But the world has zoomed it down to a religious thing uh, where we scale it down and, and according to our our carnal minds, we do as we please on Sunday. We either go to church or we don't. We either tithe or we don't. We just choose to do what we want to do. We just taking it easy. It's no longer something that we worship and appreciate. And and I tell you that the kingdom of God is suffering violence right now. And we need those people who know that they will take every violent thing by force and open those gates that Satan is trying to close for us. So here is a law that has been given that says that um, um, we must make a, a Sabbath holy and we should do nothing. And everybody knows it and everybody understands this. And I want to shift from here and take us to Jesus and his disciples, bearing in mind that this is the law of the day that we keep the Sabbath holy. So I want to take you to the book, book of, of Matthew chapter 12 in verse 1. It says, At that time Jesus went through the grain field on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pick up some heads of grain and eat them. When the, sorry, when the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on a Sabbath. What an amazing thing. So these guys are always with Jesus, following Jesus. I, I, I want to believe that following Jesus is a mission because he's a 30-year-old boy, youthful and powerful and embraced of God's spirit and is, is just about God every day. And these disciples, these men, have to follow him all the time. There's no time to sit down or eat or think so. They're passing through a grain food and they think, God, we're hungry. So if you just put, pick a few cones 
and, and eat, but it's not a crime. We're not harvesting. We, we're just picking because we're feeling hungry. We're following our Jesus, but we're feeling hungry. So I want us to understand there is a law that even Jesus and his disciples, when his disciples picked up the grain, and the Pharisees say to them that you are breaking the law. According from where they were, it was true. They were breaking the law. It was a law that was said that no one should break. But listen to me today. We have the coronavirus attacking us and, and making us bow down to its law. The church is supposed to be led by God's laws. Like the Pharisees expected that everybody who believed would be led by God's law. But there was these special guys with Jesus who could do things differently. But the law says they should not have been. So I want to take it from the side of the Pharisees that they were right. This law was governing them. We all are governed by the word of God. We live by the word of God. We serve the word of God. So so the Pharisees were right and, and, and they were, uh, you know, asking Jesus, how come your, your disciples are doing this and yet you yourself, Jesus, know the law? And let me say to you that it wasn't Jesus who picked. Jesus did nothing. It was his disciples who did. Jesus was so lawful that he would not have done it. But this man around him did it. And Jesus was going to speak on their behalf, but that's not where I want to focus first. I want to focus on the point that he is the law that governs the, the, the people of God. The word of God governs the people of God. Nothing else governs us. But here is a time where uh, the, the something else is governing over the word of God and Christians are scared. Christians have fear. Uh, the coronavirus has come and people are, are hiding their heads and not standing up in prayer. Wisdom is, is a part of thing that God is going to give us in this time and this season. But I want you to understand that there's nothing that governs Christians except the word of God. There's nothing that governs us except the word of God. So, so Jesus answered them. Let us look at, 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 take a closer look at what Jesus said when he answered them. He said, haven't you read that David did when he, he, he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God and he and his companions ate the consecrated bread, which was not lawful for them to do, but only for the priests. Look at this situation. These people... The disciples, including David, the people in a mission for God, they're not sinners, they, they're following God. The disciples are following Jesus. David was a man after God's heart. Saul was chasing him, and, and he had to eat bread that was not supposed to be eaten, but he was hungry. God had a mission for him, for him to become the king. And, and, and whilst he was struggling in everything, that looked like it was attacking him. God was with them even in the attacks he was going through. God was with the disciples even in the attacks they were going to go through. Because there was an immense focus. They had a vision. They knew where they were going. And Jesus came in and he says to them, You must understand that these people have got a greater revelation than you do. Because I have come, me, the God that is above the church. The God that is above the temple. He says, Um... In Matthew 13.3, he answered, Haven't you read that David did when, when, when he and his men uh, commanded were hungry? He entered the house of God and then his companions ate 
they consecrated bread, which was not lawful for them to do, but only for the priest. Or haven't you read the law that on the Sabbath, the priest in the temple uh, desecrates the day, and yet he is innocent? I tell you, one greater than the temple is here. He said, the laws of the temple are understand, but one greater than the laws is here. He was, he was talking about the word of God. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us and began to teach us how to live. We, if we live by the word, we'll be above the law. If we live by the word, we'll always do things the right way. This, the, the, the God who was about the temple had come. Jesus, the, the, the grace and the message that were there for the disciples had already come because God could see, God understood where they were with Jesus, following Jesus. They were not harvesting. They were not doing it in a sinful way where they were meant to break the law. No, they were passing by <clears throat> and they thought hungry. They thought they could just pick these grains and eat. But the Pharisees saw it as a bad thing and began to speak about it because they understood that Christians live by the law of God. But Jesus said later, let's go, in Matthew 12, 7, if you know that these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would have condemned the innocent. You would have condemned the innocent. And Jesus says, for the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. Going on from this place, he went into the synagogue, and, and a man with a shriveled hand was there looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. They asked him, Is it lawful to heal on a Sabbath? And he said to them, If any of you had a ship and has fallen into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take it out? Will you not take it out? What is it? What is the right thing to do at all times? Sometimes we we so we so into being told what to do instead of praying and understanding what God says we should do with situations. The reason why Jesus could venture into any situation, the reason why he had so much power to be around any situation, the reason why he could be anywhere at any time and still be Jesus and still hold his power and his grace, the reason why he was, he was this person who knew what to say, who could put a pillow in the time of storms, the reason why he was that person is because he was the word. He knew that what he spoke came to pass. He knew that if he taught us to live with the word, what we say comes to pass. He knows that if our focus is on the word, he has plenty mercy for us for whenever we look like we're breaking the law or not doing the right thing because our focus is trying to raise with the things of God to do what God has assigned us to do. So there's a lot of messages around us. But Christians have to begin to rise up and begin to pray and understand that Jesus could operate in power because he was the man of God. And I want to share this with you. That is what we're going to pray for for now until I speak to you again. We're going to pray. Jesus had the power, the opportunity to do these things because in if we go to the book of Isaiah, in chapter 11 from verse 1, we find a, a prophecy over Jesus' life that says a stamp will come out from the shoot of Jesse, meaning Jesus, and, and he will be full of the seven spirits of God, the seven spirits of God which we should have now. Because we want to understand where we are. We want to know who we are. And every one of us is going to pray for these seven spirits to be our guide, to be our power at this time in the season because then we can understand things. Now, look at it this way. 
Jesus is said to be one of those guys who could be anywhere at any time in any kind of situation around people with leprosy and, and he will come out tops because he was the word, he was the faith. And, and if we live in that faith, we will always come up tops. He, he could be amongst the thieves and, 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 and the sinners. The people ask, why is he there? But imagine yourself uh, um, being lost in these days in the, in the dangerous township of South Africa. All the townships we have that, that, are, that, are, that are quite deadly, uh, going through Hebrew, getting lost in Hebrew. And you're a Christian, and yet when we go through those areas, we fear because we understand what we're going through and stuff. But God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of a sound mind, but He's never given us stupidity either. So, so we, we are wise because the seven spirits of God, I'll read them to you, then you understand where and how Jesus was operating, what kind of spirits was operating at all times when challenges were around Him. This God, this power, this spirit that is there with you right now, it doesn't have to be a church on Sunday, it has to be with you at all times. In this season, in this time, the 21 days we're going to be locked down, we should be praying with these spirits because then God will speak and show us what to do. I believe every one of us in this moment, at this time, has a ministry to do in this time, in this season. You've got to be a good mother, a good father or something, whatever God has assigned you to do because I thank God for the scientists who are working overnight right now trying to find the solution. I thank God for our president who is speaking and telling us how to go as a country. I, I thank God for every ministry that is reason in within the government to say what they're going to do to make this thing happen. I thank God for the church that is rising up and praying and taking its part to saying what we're going to do in this season. Everyone has a ministry. I thank the doctors for what they're doing right now, for, for risking their lives and being in the forefront of everything that is happening. Everyone has a ministry at the moment and so everybody's trying to do something to wake up. So we as Christians as the church, if we can do something best is we can pray because we have the Spirit of God around us. Everything is under the Spirit of God. We are the believers. So we should take our post in believing and begin to pray and ask God to find a way to help us go through this season. So in this 21 days, I would advise you to pray. Pray this prayer. Ask God to give you the seven spirits of God. Uh, in Isaiah um, uh, chapter 11, verse 1, these are the seven spirits that Jesus is attempted to have had. The Spirit of the Lord. And we know that he confirmed this in the book of Luke where he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to do these things. To go. There's an anointing that was on him to make him do certain things. That anointing is going to fall on you in this season. The Spirit of the Lord is on you to make you do certain things. He had the Spirit of Wisdom. So God is going to give you wisdom in this season, in this time, to understand what is happening, how you work out your life and your family through this season. Wisdom, it was the spirit that was on Jesus Christ. That's why he could be anywhere. He was wise to be anywhere. He was wise when he was with the thieves. He was wise to be any in any situation. We need that wisdom, that, that personality of wisdom. And this spirit of understanding, that's the third spirit he had. So we're going to understand why things happen like this now. God is going to give you revelation of why these doors are open, that so much chaos can happen right now. That there's somebody who has created this coronavirus that has a crown, that, that this crown wants us to bow down and worship it. And yet we have a God who's above everything. 
we have to face this God and call him and, and with this spirit in us, surely we shall conquer like Jesus did. It's an anointing, it's a spiritual warfare. And Paul said, you must understand that you must put your helmet every time because you're not fighting against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. These powers, these people that sat together in a demonic way and decided to come with things that they started destroying God's people. God is not about killing his people in a in a ravage way. So we should stand and begin to be wise how to fight this virus. Be wise how to work our lives through it. Because in the name of Jesus, it is surely coming down. We shall pray down whatever we ask in the name of Jesus. He does for us. And this virus is going to come down. So I'm asking every Christian to stand up. Pray this spirit on you. Ask God to give you them. Because God will pour them upon you when you have the spirit of the Lord upon you. Like Jesus said, when you have the spirit of wisdom when you have the spirit of understanding. And the fourth one is the spirit of counsel. We all need counsel. The spirit of counsel, the Holy Spirit counsels you. It tells you things, deep and hidden things. It counsels you. It shows you things to come and things not to come. It gives you a, a revelation of where you are and all about your life. It, it counsels you just like you will need a counselor when you are hurting, when you're not understanding. When you ask him to counsel you, he will counsel you through his word. So we need to stick to the word and have that counsel. The spirit of knowledge. We have to know what we're fighting against. We have to know what we're doing. We have to know how to do it. We have to know how to pray. We have to know how to do things at this time. And God is going to give us that spirit of knowledge. You pray for it. You wake up, you know, and you feel this knowing thing in you that I know that what I'm doing is right. I know what this thing says. I know I shouldn't be doing that. I know you have this knowledge power around you and that guides you and makes you understand not to find yourself in the wrong place because you know Jesus, the word of God, sorry, says that many of my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. So if you have the spirit of knowledge, you know. So then you say that we have the spirit of power. That's the anointing of prayer. So when, when, when the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus, he received power. He received an anointing power. This power is not the power of your strength. It's the power of your inner man. Let you know when he speaks the word of God, because God has put his word in your mouth. When you speak that word, whatever you say goes forth. It Whatever comes out of your mouth goes forth and does the very thing you say it should do in faith. Your words carry faith. Your words carry the word of God, the faith of God. It is in you. It is a power. It is an anointing. When you pray, God answers prayer. He says, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and, and ask for forgiveness and stuff. So we're going to ask God to forgive us for not trusting in him in this time, in this season. Why should we have fear? We trust in you, God. Something surely is going to happen because surely you're going to, Blow the power of the enemy away. You're going to give somebody wisdom. You're going to give somebody knowledge. You're going to give somebody understanding. You're going to give, you're going to make this thing. We have this spirit. I have this spirit. I pray it and I know that wherever I go, you're going to bless your people with this spirit so we understand how to fight this. Every Christian will understand. Every Christian will pray. And I pray that all those pastors, all those uh, doctors, all those scientists, all those people, all those lawyers, all those ministers who are in the word of God, God, who are directed by the word of God, that God gives them extraordinary power because that's where we should be. That's the church. That's, that's the God that 
is beyond the buildings. That's the God that is in our homes. That's the God that is everywhere. Wherever I go, God is with, with me. He will never leave me nor forsake me. So God is with us. So stand up, church. Let's begin to pray. It's a time of prayer. I'm, I'm very grateful that we have these 21 days. Stay at home and pray. Make sure that you spend more time praying. And we're going to pray from our homes and declare God still until we speak again on Sunday. I want to say thank you for listening tonight. And I wanted to pray this prayer according to this priest that I read for you. Father, give me the spirit of the Lord. Let the spirit of the Lord set upon me. Give me the spirit of wisdom. Give me the spirit of understanding in this time. Give me the spirit of counsel, knowledge. Let me have the power, Father. And the seventh spirit, teach me just to fear you even understanding what you say about Sunday, Father, that I reverence you and I know that Sunday is a holy day. So we're still going to meet together on Sunday as a church, whether we're online or not, because that's what God wants us to do as a church. Don't sleep back now because Sunday you can sleep, because you don't have to go to church. We're going to still want you to stand up, put your your laptop on your on your, on your on your bedside and just and just listen and let's just keep Sunday rolling as a church and as, as members and, and everyone who loves Jesus that we continue to be a church in our homes because church is not just going to church every Sunday. When situations like this, God said close the doors and pray until it passes over. So I wanted to pray the spirits on you and let God give you the wisdom. And the other thing I wanted to do as a harvest is to Buy a bottle of olive oil and begin to anoint your house. Cover your house. Anoint the perimeters of your of your house, the building. Anoint the perimeters of your yard, the, the, the yard you're in. Anoint your windows. Anoint your doorbells, the doors leading outside. Anoint the drains to let go under your ground, the holes that are under your ground. Anoint those water drains with and pray. Because that's the temple of God. Your home is the temple of God. No spirit of evil or any demonic force will come and attack you in that home. The angel of death will pass by. And God is going to take you out of that house when the season has come for you to come out. And you're going to do great works for God. I thank God that he has shown us that how important it is to, to have a Sunday service. Now that you don't have it, I wonder how, how many people are just going to feel low or, or feel lost or feel empty. It's a privilege to go to church on Sunday. So next time we're giving this privilege, jump out of your bed and come rushing to church because you know you miss it. But in this moment, we're still the same. We still have the same power. So stay in your home and stay in the presence of God. But pray for the Spirit's harvesters. I want us to continue on, on Sunday knowing that we're going to take it from you, understanding that you have the seven spirits of God in you. He will give you everything you need to have in this time and this season. When you pray for it, whatever you ask, He gives it to you. God bless you. We trust you enjoyed today's message. We are so grateful that you officially become a homie. If this message blessed you in any way, please feel free to partner with us by sowing a seed into our ministry. Our banking details should pop up onto the screen right about now. We're so glad to have you as part of our family as we help us in our souls. Should you want to get in touch with us, we are available on WhatsApp and all social media platforms. Thank you for partnering with us. Until next time, and remember, homies know how to harvest. Get ready for your harvest.